by finances, investing, estate and retirement planning? Well, I went to school so you don't have to. Welcome to Finances and Wills versus Trusts. Finances and, in conjunction with my company, Capital Coaching, helps people achieve their financial goals through personal, tailored, and attentive financial coaching services. Together, we'll create a successful financial plan by examining your spending and saving habits and then guiding and educating you to your own personal success. Coaching services include evaluation of your spending plan, building your savings, financing your retirement, examining your insurance needs, and planning for your individual goals. Please contact me at capitalcoaching.net to make an appointment for a free consultation. So wills, they're the most common way that people make plans to care for their loved ones when they're gone. But trusts really take care of your peace of mind, your family, and your legacy. At its most basic, wills are the legal document used to distribute your property and to avoid the state from deciding who raises your child and determining who gets your property. They also direct others as to how the decedent, the person who died, would like their memorial and or funeral to be like, including their burial or cremation and any other specific details. But wills are public and anyone can look into your assets, what you own and who you want it to go to, as well as wills being something that has to go through probate, meaning even though you have assigned who you want to get your property, a probate court will have to review your choices before being followed through on. And of course, there are fees for the attorneys in this court and your estate will have to pay those. Luckily, any life insurance, banks, IRAs, 401ks, or 403bs that you have a named beneficiary in that account, that money will go straight to them without going through probate. This happens quickly and your family and loved ones will get their money quickly while probate takes many months. When I say named beneficiary, that means you need to contact that organization, that financial organization, and say who it is you would like that money to go to. Wills do protect your estate, and if you have an estate of less than $11.7 million, or in 2022, that's going to go up to over $12 million, then your survivors will not have to file a tax return on these funds, and your estate will not be charged an estate tax on the funds. But both wills and trusts require upfront costs during their creation. They absolutely save you money after you're gone for your estate. In your will, you're going to assign someone to manage it as it goes through probate. They are called the executor, and the executors of a will will have many duties. They'll file the will with the local probate court. They'll contact the Social Security Administration, banks, and any other financial institutions that the decedent, or also called a grantor, has passed. They also set up a bank account for paying out the outstanding bills and taking in funds that the decedent is owed. The executor will inventory all your assets and property for the probate court and keep the property up until it's distributed. Of course, mortgages still need to be paid, utilities, bills, anything required to be kept in operating order. Even RVs and boats and like items will have to be maintained. They also locate and keep safe a safe deposit box and make sure that they're intact for the probate court. In other words, anything that's in there is still in there by the time you go to probate court. Finally, they're going to distribute that property according to your will, including filing income tax returns for the estate. Of course, this can be hired out and paying the grantor's debts. Not surprisingly, this is really quite a job. It makes sense to name more than one executor in case your first choice is unable or at this point unwilling to perform the job when they are called upon to do it. This way, the backup is able to follow your wishes and a court appointed person is not called in to do it. 
Not only is this a hard job to do when you've lost a loved one, but in reality, it takes months or years to complete. So whoever is the executor, a personal relation or a professional, it's common to pay them from the estate funds as well. Trusts are a bit different. They assign a trustee to hold and maintain the assets of the grantor, the person who created the trust, for the beneficiary or the beneficiaries. Trusts are part of an estate plan that minimizes probate costs and plans for tax implications for that estate. Trusts help keep your money going to the person, people, or charity that you want it to go to versus going to paying taxes. Today, I'll be talking about revocable living trusts. Revocable meaning you can end it. Living meaning that you can change it or amend it at any time. And you can name yourself, your spouse, or anyone as the first trustee, and then others as needed as executor. As I just mentioned, trusts utilize an executor or trustee to be responsible for how the trust is handled when the grantor, again, the person who writes and funds the trust, is not able to, either through death or if they're incapacitated in some way. The grantor decides the conditions of the trust and how the assets are managed. It's not limited to providing directions until your death, though. These trusts are also available to be put into action if you become incapacitated in a way that you can't pay your bills. For example, if you're in an auto accident and hospitalized, the revocable living trust will allow your trustee to take care of your estate until you are able to again. Trusts are activated when they're signed. Wills don't go into effect until your death. Trusts are carried out by these trustees, and they are called fiduciaries, which means they're required by law to act in the best interest of the trust and anyone you've listed as your beneficiary, those who benefit from the trust. This person or persons are held in high confidence. You may choose your spouse, a trusted friend, an adult child, or even pay a company that handles trusts as its business. In fact, sometimes there are more than one trustee appointed to be part of the trust's operations. Trusts differ from wills because they are living, meaning they're revocable or changeable during the grantor's life, like a will, but all the property is now owned by the trust while they're alive. Upon the grantor's death, it comes into action in a very different way, outside the court system. This means that all the property is kept private, unlike a will where all information is on public record and there are no court attorney fees after the trust is initially established. There are many different types of trusts, but again, I'm covering this revocable living trust as a direct comparison to the wills. And one of the most th important things it does is keeps your estate out of probate court, meaning you can save 2 to 4% of the total of your estate value in attorney and court fees. This trust may still take 6 to 18 months to sort out by the final plans, but there is a simple succession of your trustees, there's access to the property for the beneficiaries, and the privacy of your estate is kept. One last consideration is writing something called a pour-over will. This does have to go through the probate process, but what it says is that any of your assets not mentioned in the trust... Maybe you forgot your purchase this property or you passed before adding it or you just forgot to do it. It will be poured into the trust and handled by the trustee and not decided by the probate court. This is sort of a safety net for your assets. Trusts will cost more to set up, but they're going to offer you much more than a will. Even LegalZoom offers online trusts and wills. But as in most things, paying a professional, and you're going to pay them a little more, you'll get a more personal service based on your own needs. And that's going to require some upfront costs for retitling your property into the trust where a will does not. So should you have a will or a trust?
If you have children, you're going to need both as the will covers who will care for your minor children while a trust does not. A will is less expensive because a trust is a legally complex document, but it will cover all your wishes without being contested. If you'd like to read some more, Investopedia has some great articles on this. Thanks for listening to Finances and Wills versus Trusts. I know you chose to listen and I am grateful. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow or subscribe for free in your podcast provider and share your favorite episode with a friend. Please consider leaving a review because it brings financial education to others and helps people find me more easily. Please also let me know what questions you'd like answered or any topics you'd like covered by going to the website at financesand.net and leaving a message. You can also contact Capital Coaching for your personal financial needs at capitalcoaching.net. Finances and does not provide legal or tax advice and nothing in this podcast is to be construed as such. Always consult a tax, accounting, or legal professional for advice on your specific situation. Remember, I went to school, so you don't have to.